Welcome to Nudity, where we get nude with our feelings and we drink tea. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Wendy. And in this podcast, we cover a pretty wide range of topics. We talk about food, sex, adult shit. Sometimes we have special guests. So I hope you enjoy. And today, we will be trying to get through a lot of a lot of content on the menstrual cup the the diva cup in particular because that is that is what is inside me right now oh i did notice yeah no i didn't i didn't get my period yet because stress and i'm late it's like cycle day 35 should i be concerned a little bit concerned (laughs) i mean you're probably fine yeah i've gone up to like day 42 so this is still this is not even a record so i've got a personal best (laughs) exactly we're fine do you want to talk about tea you're drinking oh oh um what tea am i drinking this is the japanese gen maicha okay this is a whole lot fancier than mine well it i mean like in terms of japanese tea this is like pretty standard but guess what i bought an entire giant bag of this for like five bucks Mm -hmm. at the actual japanese convenience store and i bought literally a week before like 100 grams of the exact same thing from david's tea Mm -hmm. for like eight (laughs) dollars yeah man feel ripped off i love david's tea Mm -hmm. but i'm not going back there for a dead micha was this in toronto where you went to this store Mm -hmm. because guelph doesn't have it (laughs) And I'm drinking one of your teas, because all the teas in the cupboard are basically yours. Um, You contributed some Timmy's. Yeah, but it's basically gone. And then the chamomile, which is trash. Um, (laughs) Do you also find it trash? It's not my favorite. And I don't even, like, I'm not even huge on tea. It tastes like weird grass. Um, I hate it. (laughs) I have strong feelings. Even the good kind of normal tasting grass, weird grass. Because, like, all tea kind of does taste like grass. But chamomile tastes like shitty grass. <laughs> I just, I don't like it. Um, well, I'm drinking Santa Secret from David's mm. Tea. Oh, yeah. See, that one is that worth one that is price. worth the David's mm. Tea price tag. It's so good. The little, like, the hint of chocolate. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. Anyway. Uh, we've diverged. Tampons suck is the main point. Pads, I feel like, are okay. I know sometimes you still use, like, panty liners on uh, no. certain Oh, not even anymore? Okay. I'm like, why am I buying these things? I'll just... <laughs> you just ran out and you're like, never again? Yeah. And then if I'm, like, in a pinch, usually someone's still using tampons or pads, and mm-hmm. I'll just be like, hey, do you have one of these? But honestly, I don't really come across that anymore. Yeah, because sometimes you forget your diva cup at home, and then I deliver it to you. Yes. I've also had male roommates delivered to me. Mm-hmm. I don't really tell them what it is. I think they know what it is. But I'm just like, can you get the pink bag? Uh, it says Diva Cup on it. And um, I, I hope Diva Cup gives it away a little bit. And they're very yeah. okay with it. Oh, they are. Cool. And they know when you need something, you, you, need, you need it. And I love how we're like, I'd rather have a friend deliver this to me mm-hmm. than use someone's pad or tampon because they're they're horrendous to us now. Yeah. Yes, sandpaper up the vagina, as I always say. As you always say. Yes. Um, I guess, because I actually converted to tampons relatively late, I think. I was for pads for a long time because, like, my mother primarily only uses pads. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for a long time it was, like, no one was really introducing it to me. And then it was, like, 
I need something where I can do sports and better because I'm just like I was like constantly afraid it's gonna like leak on the court like it was always like a, a nightmare where like I'd be playing we sports all, and it was like yeah. everywhere yeah. and it was like a flood in the gym it was ridiculous because like nobody played like the that scene much. in The Shining yes. where it's like <laughs> yes exactly perfect um so yeah I like it was probably not till like late high school hmm Oh, okay. So then I actually started a bit earlier than you did. I thought I would be later. But for me, it was kind of the same thing. I We had paid for swimming lessons, and then I got my period of course. And prior to that, my mom was super against tampons, mostly because she had only used pads, and she didn't know a lot about tampons. And she was just like, oh my god, that's going to take away your virginity. Like, we can't have this happening. And I was like, okay, why don't we do a Google deep dive and see, like, what's actually going on. Turns out, the tampon is not big enough to break your hymen. Weirdly, oddly Side note, I don't think I've ever told you this, but we had a Google deep dive where we literally went on Wikipedia to see, like, what the tampon was all about. Anyway, the point is, my mom didn't want me to not go to swimming lessons because we already paid for them. And that initiated my transition from pads to tampons. And oh man, that was painful. Yeah. I remember there was one day before swimming classes where I literally spent half an hour tampon after tampon and I could not get that thing in. It was so painful. But I, I think my vagina has like shyness issues. So yeah. yeah, so that was not good. So I think that was like elementary school for me when I transitioned into tampons. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this is the best thing ever. Because pads, sometimes, I don't know, my butt gets sweaty, and then it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> so That's I was like, tampons seems a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, when did you transition into Diva Cup? Um, it was probably, if I remember correctly, so I think 2014, maybe mm-hmm. like May or April, because I was actually introduced to it by my one of my older sisters. And we were both going to travel to um, England and then Ireland. And she was like, have you heard about this? And I'm like, no, it sounds great. And it was like, I didn't want to travel with tampons, honestly. Mm. So No one wants to travel with pads or tampons. It's just too much. And like, even just like going out and buying them. Like, it's easier like if you're in like, I mean, the UK is primarily English speaking. So it's not like I'm going to have any problem Mm -hmm. like locating a store. And it's not like... I would have a problem anywhere else locating a store. It's just a pain. Mm. Um, And the funny thing is, so uh, my sister had been telling me, hey, we should do this, whatever. So I did it a month before we went because I wanted to make sure I was used to it. Mm -hmm. Um, And she just kind of forgot to buy it. Oh, no. um, Oh, no. And then she, like, it wasn't until... I'd have to check with her, but like at least a few months after we had traveled until she actually transitioned. So Shame. surprisingly, I was the first one in the family who oh, transitioned, which was kind of nice. Okay. And then like my sister and I worked on our other sisters to kind of um, transition. Mm-hmm. So are all the sisters, ha- all the sisters have at least tried, right? Um, I don't know if the oldest has okay. but I'm not I'm not really sure you know I check back in it's not like our prime <laughs> topic of conversation oddly enough but um hello I've have you used the diva cup that's how I introduced myself to mm-hmm. every woman um and I think it's it's I always preach about the advantages to mm-hmm. them if they haven't kind of deal and um I'm sure they're not not just sisters I don't have any sisters but we both preach a lot to friends and colleagues mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot basically I for me it's I don't care what stage we're at in the relationship in our friendship 
if you have brought up the topic of periods or something to do with menstruation or they just like whatever clutch their like they're uh, like abdominal mm, cramp, region cramp today and they're like mm, period yes have you heard about the diva cup yeah. <laughs> that's I don't need any like major transition to yeah it doesn't take much I do I do wait to think a little bit longer than you um, to establish a friendship or uh, at least in a like a solid acquaintance level. Mm-hmm. Um, but I because have, you converted me, yes, I yeah. did, and I've converted almost all the female roommates I've ever lived with, mm-hmm. which has kind of been cool. And then when I was working on the deli, I would <laughs> we were far, far enough from the customers, I'd just be chatting with our coworkers. And there's a few coworkers I've I've uh, introduced the Diva Cup to, and they've all said really the same thing. Like most are apprehensive about using it because it mm-hmm. is kind of like it's intimidating. It is intimidating. It looks large. Compared to a tampon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the ones I have given it a try, it they use the phrase, it's going to sound like an exaggeration, but it's changed their life. Like It's changed my life. It's changed both our lives. We continue to change lives yeah. by aggressively pushing the diva cup into people's faces until they go out and buy it. In certain cases, we've also just gone out to buy the Diva Cup for someone. Well, I almost have. I didn't. I did. Yes. Yeah, I, I bought it for one of my friends, her birthday. What a what a birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, dragging someone to the store and making them buy it. I don't even think I needed, like, I was really just close to buying this for one of my coworkers. Because she, like, sounded interested. I think it was just, like, she hadn't been getting out to remembering to mm-hmm. go get it so I think I would just been like here's a gift for no in particular reason like do you think we now sound kind of like a relig- like a scary religious mm-hmm. cult where we're like welcome to the diva cup club mm-hmm. <laughs> it will be life-changing you will forevermore be great and grateful towards us for introducing this to your life, life. Um, I've never thought about it. All hail the diva cup. If, um, if it seems to be getting out of hand, maybe I'll, like, I feel like you're the one who'd really t- take it to that level. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, rein you back in, I think. But okay, thank I think, you. I think we're just in an informative, we're two informative yeah. individuals. And there's, there's a lot of pros for both, like, the, the way you feel while you're on your period and also mm-hmm. economical and environmental. Yeah. So there's, like, the big selling points, or at yeah. least that's what I talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was the money. We did this calculation before where it was, like, per period, you use, like, a box of something, which is... Twenty dollars, mm-hmm. probably a little less. Eighteen, maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe even a little more than a box. Now that I think about it, mm, that might be just me. I think, it really, I have a heavy I think it really just depends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you're paying like fifteen to twenty dollars per period, then it's like basically two and a half periods. You can already buy a diva cup, which will last you at least two years. At least two years, because. They do say, like, if it starts um, looking weird or smelling weird, then you should replace it. But you used yours for two years, and it's fine. I've used mine for two years. It's, like, a little... The color is not what it used to be, but it's fine. It doesn't smell bad. You boil it. Like, sanitize. Never expect it when you start using the Diva Cup that it's ever going to look as... (laughs) Like pristine. pristine as it comes yeah. out. Cause after like, like I find after like the fourth or fifth period it starts getting a little same. The first couple you're like, ooh, so fresh and new yeah, still. Yeah. But 
after that, I think it goes. Discoloration becomes a new normal. Yeah. And I kind of forget oh how it looks. It's like when, when you put pasta, like a tomato sauce pasta, into a plastic container and then you microwave that shit and it like, it stains forever. Oh, yeah. The container becomes, it's like that. It's normal. You wash out the container. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's exactly like that. That's exactly yeah. like it. But also in terms of the environment because mm -hmm. we are in the field of science we care about this stuff tampons they come in a cardboard box you can recycle that that's fine but then inside the box you get the plastic packaging and then the applicator the actual application the applicator yeah is plastic and that kind of always just gets chucked out into the garbage sometimes there is the cardboard applicator which yes. is i which think is, i had to do it once and i'm like this is the worst yeah because they there's no like gentle easing like there's no rounded edge it's literally a cylinder the edges are kind of hard so it doesn't feel comfortable but also who's gonna take the applicator after they've inserted a tampon and go to the recycling bin. There's no recycling yeah. in the bathroom. You just throw that out into the brown paper yeah. bag. So it's it's not it's not a great um, sustainable method. But the diva cup because it lasts for so long, it's quite nice. Mm -hmm. And all the packaging on the diva cup is recyclable. It's just cardboard and plastic. You just put that in the recycling. That's fine. I actually did learn. I was doing a little bit of research on the diva cup just to flesh out my knowledge about it mm -hmm. um they actually make a disposable diva cup mm -hmm. so i think like 14 will come in a box and i'm not sure is that like, the soft cup i think I saw. um there's i think a few i think mm -hmm. yeah i think it was a soft cup mainly but there's probably a few other companies but it's an interesting thing if maybe you don't want to ever come to a point where you see the discoloration mm -hmm. and you're someone who can't get over the fact that it's it seems dirty or it appears dirty when it's Totally fine. If you're the type it. where your food container gets stained red, you have to throw that shit out. Maybe this yeah. is the option for you. So I'm wondering, I don't know much about it. Maybe it's just supposed to last for one period or maybe it lasts for a few more. And you've already like, again, you're mm -hmm. pushing it past. There's 14 in a box. Even if you use one a month, you're already over a year and it's mm -hmm. probably like 30 bucks, mm. um, which isn't too bad. But I'm, again, I'm not really sure how well they break down in like landfill though. So there's yeah, still, there's because... still that idea that you're still going to be... Yeah, because they are, so Diva Cups are made from medical grade silicone. Yeah. I don't know what goes into the process of like recycling or what, how do you, how do you deal with silicone after it's been used? Yes. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure, yeah. I almost feel like it goes into garbage. Probably. Right? Um, I'm not sure if they've, yeah, figured out a way mm -hmm. to um, recycle, recycle it. it or maybe they have and I'm just not aware of it, but um, yeah, that's an interesting factor, but if we're still putting less, if we're using a Diva Cup for two years, that's still way less than using tampons or pads, mm -hmm. right, to landfill, so. Yeah. Yes, environmental is key. Mm -hmm. And I think just comfort level. Mm. I forget it's in all the time. Um, I might, like, there's, like, that little, maybe an hour of adjustment being all, like, I just put it in for my first day, and mm. my vagina's getting used to it. But after that. Yeah, for I, me, it's, like... After I put it in, I always experience like a tiny little pop as it settles into position, which is a little bit, a little bit painful, a little bit uncomfortable, but that's, that's all the adjustment that my body goes through now. Mm -hmm. So now I, after I put it in, it pops and then I feel fine. And then I don't realize that it's there for the next 24 hours until I have to dump it again. Which, um, I think might be due to just like the hardness level, I guess, of mm -hmm. the, um... Diva Cup silicon. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's softer ones out there. So if you really hate to pop, I've never um, 
even had the pop happen. Mm-hmm. So when you told me, I don't. That, yeah, very, I don't very know weird. if this is just me. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, everyone's bodies are different, so mm-hmm. it works really well for us. And even we experience it in different ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in terms of our of our friends, so far. All the people I've converted, at least, and I think same with you, they've all reported positive things. Mm-hmm. Like, they were all pretty reluctant in the beginning because the concept itself is not is not that great. Like, if you get grossed out by looking at your menstrual blood, this you're going to see your menstrual blood in this one. It's literally catching mm-hmm. all of it, and then you dump it out when it gets full or, like, after 24 hours, however you want to do it. So it's, like, the messy factor, mm-hmm. I think, grosses some people out, makes them a little more reluctant to want to start. But it's really, it's not that bad. You get used to it after a while. Yeah. Because I don't think even when I was using tampons, it's not like I never, ever got blood in my hands. Yeah, that's true. There was still, like, Oh, my gosh, have you had that thing where, like, you pull it out and it swings out and, like, hits your hand as it, like, swings back around? It's the worst! Maybe once or twice, but it's not, like, <laughs> I just got brain. this flashback of this happening and like, oh, gross. Yeah. But, I mean, now you're just okay with now, blood. I think it's you've come to accept a little bit more and it feels more, it's like, natural. It's, like, acceptance, but also some sort of, like, sick curiosity because I love seeing... The consistency, the color of my menstrual, what is, what do I call this? Menstrual output? (laughs) Menstrual lining that comes out. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting for me. And um, recently I've noticed that the later my period comes, the darker and like thicker, gooier, jellier it Mm -hmm. comes out. Which, uh, I feel like you need to report back to me if that ever happens to you okay. with a late period. Because well, I'm I'll, interested. I'll pay attention a little bit more. I don't know if I pay attention that much to it. <laughs> and I'm pretty pretty regular. Mm-hmm. I think That's more so than you. You're someone who's going on day 35 or something. Woo! Which is, well, what is normal? Anyway. 30. 30 is supposed to be normal. <laughs> supposed to be. But supposed to be, but I know... I think environmental factors and just um, the world we're living in now has... True. Stress the uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Usually, my normal is I come about like two to three days late every time. Mm-hmm. So I'm pushing it to like five, six late uh, days late now, which is still I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I'm not pregnant, so I'm like whatever. I've had the diva cup in for literally the past four days in anticipation for the period, mm-hmm. which is great because like you would never waste tampons or pads like this, right? You would always wait until you get your period mm-hmm. or use a panty liner or something, and then you start using your pads and tampons. But for me, with the diva cup, all hail diva cup, yeah. you just you just put it in when you think you're going to get the period and you forget about it, and there's no worry for oh, am I going to leak today because I'm going to accidentally suddenly get my period? Yeah, there's less, like, I remember when I was using tampons, there was a constant, like, anything I felt maybe, mm-hmm. like, could be leaking. Mm-hmm. I was all like, oh, I gotta go check, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like, you have the diva cup in, mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, that could be it. I might have gotten my period. I'll go check on, like, my first work break. Or, mm-hmm. or me, just don't even check all day because, like, What's, what is there to worry about? And then in the shower, you're like, ooh, did I get my period today or did I not get my period today? It's, like, it's, it's an exciting reveal every time. Except for now, it's becoming more of a stressful reveal because I still don't have it. Right. But yeah, the point is, 
we're not we're not having to deal with the worries and concerns. Yeah. I do think uh, people who whoever may be listening to this, who knows, um, should maybe dump it a little more often than you do. <laughs> <laughs> you probably stretch it for as long as you possibly can. So yes, I I don't learn from my mistakes. I have a very heavy flow on day two or three. And for some reason, I insist that I can last for the full 24 hours before I dump. Because I love dumping in the shower. It's like a solid me time. I insist. It's like a challenge with yourself. (laughs) Exactly. Like, challenge accepted. I do not have to dump in the day today. Um, But that never works out. Because halfway through the day, like, around noon, 1 p.m. on my heavy days, I start to feel the leak happening. Because... If your diva cup gets too full, that interferes with the seal that it has. Mm. So then liquids start oozing out. But again, it, the the leak is still different from a pad leak or a tampon leak. It's just like a clear fluid. I don't know how, like what is the science be- behind this? But it's not like the blood, the red bloody stuff coming out. It's just like a clear plasma fluid that comes out, which doesn't stain anything. It just gives you like a gentle, gentle reminder that maybe, girl, you got a dump. <laughs> so yeah, I, I also like that. Because back when I was wearing pads and tampons, I also had that challenge with myself. It's like, I don't have to change my tampon or pad right so now. <laughs> I'm fine. No, I was not fine. I would no. always leak. Yeah, there have been multiple situations in elementary school and high school where I just had to go change into my gym clothes. Because I was like, oh, there goes that pair of pants. <laughs> Good job, Wendy. Good job. <laughs> just another excuse to go shopping or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I will say 24 hours. Possibly not the best thing to push it to. I don't know why you're competing with On yourself. heavy days. On lighter days, I would it's say like, totally fine. Okay. I would say like 12 hours, kind of max. I think that's what they recommend on the box. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, 24 is a little much. But again, it's medical grade silicone. What's going to happen? I'm fine. It's fine. Um, okay. So if we're talking about like the first time I ever, like... I actually had a pretty easy transition, I think. Like, there was a little bit of discomfort. I was trying to figure out, like, how do I put it in the best way? Like, how do I remove it where there's, like, no discomfort and stuff like that? So it took me about, like, two periods. Mm-hmm. Um, so my story of how my first time uh, using the menstrual cup went is much more boring compared to yours. <laughs> so what you're saying is you put it in and then you were like, oh, okay. And then you went on with your period. I figured it out, yes. <laughs> sweet, sweet. Okay. That did not happen to me, as you well know, because you're the one who introduced me to Diva Cup. Therefore, you were my you were my rock. <laughs> you were my rock when it came to Diva Cup. If I was usage. the one pushing it on you. I really want or trying to sell it. I really wanted to make sure it was a positive experience because you yeah. had read like yeah. horror stories. Yeah, basically. like in preparation because I was really interested in this and I wanted to be able to convert into the Diva Cup Club and. I, I don't know why I did this to myself, but I went online, I looked at all these reviews and videos, all of them, like, they were pretty mixed. There were a lot of positive reviews, there were some negative reviews, there were a lot of horror stories for, like, first time usage, and I was like, oh, that's gonna be me. And it was, it totally was me, because the first time that I got my period that I decided to try out the Diva Cup was on a trip to a friend's house in the big city, and so I put it in, and that was okay. Like, putting it in felt pretty smooth. I felt the seal. Like, I twisted it around. I was like, oh, this is good. This is nice. And then you don't feel it afterwards. I had the pop. And then afterwards, I was like, great, fine, totally fine. Mm -hmm. 
got to my friend's house, realized, oh, I should probably dump it because it gave me the the warning. I had the gentle mm-hmm. leak warning. So I went to their bathroom. I squatted down on the floor. After about 10 minutes of struggling by myself, I was like, I'm sweating. I'm stressed. I have a lot of anxiety building up. I don't know how to take this this little thing out. Like my hands were like grasping at the knob, and I just like could not get it down. So I I had to so I had to send out an SOS. Mm-hmm. I called you from my friend's bathroom, and you were you were you were at home. Yes, I was at home at like a early family my mom's side <laughs> Christmas um, like dinner, and it was at like a church actually. Oh, okay. Um, and so I remember we were just playing some board games as a people do um and then we I had to like go out to the hall and I was just like talking you through it but um yeah and it was, I, it was I needed like, someone to talk, talk I don't know it yeah was. it was around the 10 minute talk and I think basically during that time you were just kind of trying to explain to me like you gotta how make, I would take it out yeah like um, you pretend you're like pooping so you like push on those muscles to try and force it down which helped I was able to grasp the nub but the thing is my body still wasn't adapted to it yet so it was like clenching onto that thing for dear life so I was trying to pull it down but I hadn't broken the seal so it was more difficult because of the suction Mm -hmm. um what's hilarious is we didn't even resolve this issue while we were on the while I was on the phone with you it was like you had talked me through all the steps and then I realized I was like okay Okay, I just gotta, I just gotta do it. So we, so we hung up, and then afterwards, I pulled that little sucker out, spilled, pretty dramatically onto my friend's bathroom floor. Thank goodness it was tile, and it was, it wasn't on like one of their rugs or anything. Mm-hmm. My friend probably doesn't know about this, and I left blood on her floor. You cleaned it. So <laughs> I did clean funny. it afterwards, but I did manage to get it out, and. Um, that you, like, texted me or something. <laughs> it, it happened! Yeah, and I was, I was so happy because I'm all like, what if she can't get up? Does she have to go to the emergency room? Is this, like, the worst... So uh, serious. Yeah, it? fears realized kind of deal, so... Yeah, but no, I managed to get it out, and that wasn't even, like, the only struggle that I had. I, I struggled pretty frequently mm-hmm. in the first few periods using the Diva Cup. I feel like I always had to get real low in my squat and, like maneuver it out a little bit and then like shuffle back onto the toilet so I could dump it into the toilet because otherwise it would just go everywhere mm-hmm. and even then that wasn't foolproof like sometimes it would splatter a little bit and mm-hmm. have to like scrub down well I had wood floor in uh, <laughs> my bathroom and you definitely uh, 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 said you spilled um, a little harder to get off the tile because it wasn't very well varnished yeah, but yeah. It left my stain on that house forever but now it's like but now Whenever it's, in the shower, yeah. right? Shower's like the prime spot. Yeah, like now it, it's always end. that period of um, getting adapted to it. I think they said it takes, what, three periods, three months before your body I really I feel like yours might have been like six. Yeah, it was. It was a while. But I was like, I was happy through the pain. I was, I was so delighted to hear. Yeah. Because I knew it was working. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I was struggling so much that I wanted to quit altogether. It was like I would struggle to take it out. But then, while I had it in, it was totally fine. It was a miracle. Um, But it's... Now I'm totally fine. Now I don't have any issues where I have to get real low. I don't have to worry about spilling everywhere. It's much neater and cleaner now. My aim is better. So into the toilet every single time, or like down the shower drain every time, it's, it's wonderful. I've gotten past. I've gotten past my rough patch. 
Well, and I think when we're both, like, tag-teaming the uh, Diva Cup sale with one of our friends, it's really good. Because, like, me, it was pretty easy um, to transition, but, like, you're a good... It didn't go perfectly for the first few months, yeah. and, like, you I also... have the horror stories to tell, but yet, here I am, still using the Diva Cup. And I think yours also stems from, if you want to talk about your uh, vaginism. Yeah, that was... <laughs> taking it out is, like, an issue. Putting it in was another issue, because, like I said before, my... Do you want more water? Sure. My tampon use the first time was rough because my vagina shrunk back into its little hole and did not want to come out to play. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's, I keep calling it vaginism, but I'm pretty sure it's like vaginismus when I looked it back up again. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a psychological thing, mainly psychological thing. It could be due to previous trauma or something. Um, where the muscles in your vagina basically clench up and they don't allow for penetration of any kind. Um, and for me, honestly, I feel like my tampon usage might have caused it because I was so I was so traumatized because like the first time you used tampons, I just didn't I just could not. Where was my vagina? I don't even I didn't even know at that point. I was yeah. confused. I just kept like poking around. I was like, how where where does this go? So I think my vagina was a little traumatized from that. So then after that, every time like I would have to put it in a tampon or something else, like it would my vagina would clench up a little bit, it'd be uncomfortable. And the diva cup, because the opening seemed so much larger. That terrified me because I knew my vagina already did not like this type of thing. Um, So putting it in the first couple of periods, honestly, was not fun. It was definitely painful. It felt like it was stretching me a little bit Mm -hmm. harder down there. But again, like once you've got it in, it doesn't really feel like anything. So again, it was one of those things was not a deal breaker. Like the pain was not a deal breaker for me. and then now I feel totally fine. And I think it's because you have to figure out the best way to insert it mm-hmm. for you. We have different methods of inserting yeah, it. Yeah, we do. So I take one edge of the lip and I fold it down so it becomes kind of like a triangle. So the top part is like really small. Yeah, it's like a small point. Around the size of a tampon, basically, it becomes um, like a little nub that you can ease in. And then once you've got the the top part in, you kind of just like maneuver the rest of the diva cup into the vagina and it's fine mm-hmm. and then it opens inside you twist it around to seal it which is important because you don't want it to leak everywhere um and then and then it's fine yeah and i know the way you do it yeah i like more like um i'll fold it in half a little yeah. bit um and then as i like as it's being inserted i'll just kind of like let it go and it usually like it fills go. Mm-hmm. the area it needs to fill mm-hmm. sometimes I gotta twist it yeah but um there's times where I've had to like if you're find you're like struggling to actually get it sealed I find it's just better to take it out and then try it again I have actually never had to do that which isn't me you have your pop I guess yeah I, I guess the pop, pop is it turns out it's the beneficial um so yeah I think depending on what your vagina is able to handle just insert it however you want. I do find, though, if you're having... <laughs> pro tip. Um, because if your vagina is shy like mine, I find that if, you, if you're if you able, run it under some really warm water before you put it in. Because if it's body temperature, that's less of a shock than if you were putting it in at, like, 
room temperature, which is a bit cooler. Mm-hmm. I find that really okay. helps me sometimes. Interesting. Yeah. Never I've never told that. you this before. No, you haven't. Learning um, new things. And I also think just probably getting it, like, a little more wet, like, on your last days where maybe you're not as, like, you're a little more dry mm-hmm. can be a little, like, tougher yeah. to get in. So, like, just wet it. Make it warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think those last days, man. Once I left it in for forty-eight hours, cause I forgot. Um, Don't be like me. <laughs> also, like to remember, like people look at it and they're like, "I have to put that like all the way up." No, it's not like a tampon where it has to be like pressed mm-hmm. right up against the cervix. Mm-hmm. This is like you put it up there, and like it should be like just inside your vagina. Yeah, it's. It's in enough that you don't feel anything. Like, the the entire diva cup is within your vaginal canal, but it doesn't hit the cervix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it doesn't need to. Because it, it's it's got the seal around your canal. Everything that comes down is going to catch. So Correct. it's yeah. totally fine. Um, and even if, like, you accidentally put it up a little further than maybe you want it, mm-hmm. um, it's in the, like, instruction manual. Instruction manual, yeah. <laughs> um, it says, like, don't worry about it. Gravity will take care of it because, like, it's blood collects mm-hmm. um, it should go down but yeah like we're saying, and just like, with like movement yeah mm-hmm. so and also really the pooping the pooping method you just gotta push like you're gonna poop and it'll like slowly force it down mm-hmm. for you where you can hold up the nub okay. yeah i think a lot of <laughs> a lot of people when we first tell them about this they're like okay yeah but like how what what do we do when we have to dump it in public right <laughs> Where what do we what do we do? Yeah, I think this is another factor that people kind of hate um, about it, their periods in general, but is like having to deal with it in public. And because yeah. you're not like right beside a sink, I'll be honest. Um, even when I'm at home, I don't wash it in the sink because eventually mm-hmm. I'll get around to like giving it a better clean in like the shower. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in the pub- when you're in public, just dump it. Get a little toilet paper. Maybe get the excess blood like from the if there's any on the outside mm-hmm. or inside, and then just put it back in. It's not a yeah. big deal. You're not gonna like nothing traumatic's gonna happen if he's mm-hmm. not completely devoid of the blood that's literally yeah. like dripping out of you, kind of deal. Yeah, so. yeah. I find it it's fine. I know the first couple periods I did struggle again because I had to squat down real low. Mm-hmm. But again, like when if that happens, you just like kind of ease it out, and you when you feel like it's about to pop out, just like shuffle back over the toilet and just like release it. <laughs> into the bowl of the toilet and it's it's okay and i i feel like i'm very like germaphobia neat cleany and it's i'm able to deal with it you take i take a lot of toilet paper i use a toilet paper and i'm like wiping it down on the outside. whole tree <laughs> have to like stuff it in soak up all the little bits if it's not super clean on the inside i'm like okay with it it's just the outside you want it to be pretty pretty clean i would say in, in case it interferes with the seal or something. Yeah. But usually, it's, it's just not a big deal. If sometimes, if there's no one in the bathroom, I do sneak out and I do rinse it under the tap and I put it back in. I go back to the stall and I put it back in. But that's that's risky business. Yeah, I would I would never attempt that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but after a while, you get used to it. It's, it just, it's a necessity. It's like when you have to change your pad or your tampon in the toilet, it's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to wash your hands after. Just do it. Just do it. You'll be fine. Um, did you want to talk about, because I was always, 
like was one of the factors for you switching over the diva cup like that incident where you got toxic <laughs> shock syndrome and you were saying it's not <laughs> not the reason like it wasn't one of the prime i reasons yeah. for you switching over but yeah so hilariously i Just had <laughs> absolutely hilariously i had a bout of non-severe toxic shock syndrome which you get from wearing tampons for too long like it messes with your um you get it from like you get it from other you can get it from other reasons men can get it as Mm -hmm. well it's just an increased risk because when you're using tampons for the reason yeah there's yeah there's an increased risk of some sort of bacteria getting up there and establishing like a colony and then it throws your body into like immune shock basically Mm -hmm. um so in high school i went on this biking trip it was a long biking trip and like an idiot, I didn't change my tampon throughout. Because of your challenge, you always give yourself. <laughs> I think it was mostly because we were just biking the yeah. whole time, and I was like, oh, whatever, like, if it leaks, I'm going to be, it's going to be pressed up against the bike seat anyway, like, where, where is it going to go? And I was wearing gym clothes, so, like, who cares? Yeah. And, like, what is the time limit that they say for they tampons? They say it's six like to eight. Six to eight hours, yeah. right? Yeah, I was pushing it. I would say it was, like, by the time... Um, I, we got back around to our area. It was like around the eight, maybe a little past mm-hmm. the eight hour point. <clears throat> so it had been a long day and halfway through, I was already kind of feeling not super great. And that's when we decided to cut the bike trip short, actually. Mm-hmm. So we, I could bike back to my house. Didn't make it back to my house. We made it to like the front entrance of that little like community, suburb community. And I literally, like, just had to topple over on my bike and sit on the grassy field and call my mom up to tell her to drive two minutes down the hill to pick me up, threw my bike into the woods. I got it back afterwards. It wasn't stolen, thank goodness. But I was like, I don't have time. I don't, I can't deal with this right now because I was sweating. I was shivering. I felt like, like, nauseous or... Yeah, nauseous, but also I felt like I needed to just diarrhea everywhere. Mm. My body felt cold like and then hot. Yeah, it was yeah. basically the the symptoms of toxic shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened relatively quickly. And at that time, for some reason, I didn't think about the fact that it may be toxic shock syndrome. I just went home, immediately sat on the toilet for like 15 minutes, got rid of the tampon, expelled a bunch of diarrhea. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was bad. Then after that, still felt like shit, had to sit in the bathtub with, like, hot water beating over me. I was just, like, laying in the bathtub. Mm -hmm. It was not enjoyable. I still felt shivery cold, flu-like symptoms, but also with, like, a side of, you want to die. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then the next day, I still had some residual fever symptoms and just overall, like, cold sweats. Not, Not good stuff. So... Didn't go to the hospital yeah. that time. Probably should have gone, but thank goodness it was it was, it was fine. a mild case. Yeah, yeah. So I did get it out in time. Yeah, because I did uh, look a little bit into toxic shock syndrome and like maybe how many people get sick from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it was pretty basic research. <clears throat> I'm sure if I I don't have access to um, journals mm-hmm. anymore because I've been at school Sad. for too long. <laughs> Um, but there was just, they were just talking about even just in the UK of a population of like 60 million, there's about 40 cases, um, and then about two to three people die mm-hmm. of toxic so, shock. So, yeah, so it's rare, mm-hmm. but in terms of severity, 
the mortality rate given you're admitted for um, TSS. It's, It's pretty dramatic. And again, yeah, women are more at risk when mm-hmm. they use tampons. And so. I noticed, like, more so in the 1980s when this became, like, more of a... Mm-hmm. Endemic's probably not the right term, but... Um, yeah, I would say it was more of, like... It was more of, like, a confused concern for public health because it first came up. They were not really sure why it was happening. Mm-hmm. And then it was only later on when more research became available that they found the link between and tampon use. Worse, yeah. And, yeah, toxic shock um, syndrome. And it was also because when I was reading about the um, competitiveness mm-hmm. of the tampon industry, and they were trying to make ones that were bigger, more absorbent, yeah. um, and that kind of thing. And so, and, like, things that, like, smelled nice. So you're introducing your body to those <laughs> no. chemicals and stuff like that. But, obviously, because if you're super absorbent, it's removing those uh, protective mm-hmm. bacteria mm-hmm. away from you faster, more yeah. thoroughly, and so I can see why. And people were just, like, less educated about it. And Yeah, and it was a new thing at that point, yes. so fair, but also, man, toxic shock syndrome, that was that was pretty serious for yeah. a while. Um, apparently they've removed the most dangerous, like, tampons from the, mm-hmm. um, market. The like, scented ones are not great. Yeah. Um... But, and, like, nowadays there's, like, worry that maybe we're not educating because it's, like, very few cases. Mm-hmm. Um, the education's not there. Maybe there was, like, an increase in education as, like, toxic shock yeah. syndrome was mm-hmm. so prevalent. Yeah. Um, and then now it's kind of lessened, and mm-hmm. so you kind of get the yeah. up and down. Originally, it was, like, all these younger women and their families were kind of freaking out because when these cases first started popping up, they were, like, why is it only happening to women of this demographic? Like, it, it was very confusing to everyone. And then, of course, later on, when they found out it was tampons, it was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That really does make sense. So, yeah. So, tampons, they do mess up. They can mess up your microbiome, your flora in the vagina. But, again, because the Diva Cup is silicone, it doesn't make, it doesn't absorb anything. It doesn't make anything too dry. It doesn't mess with the flora because it literally can't. There's <laughs> nothing that can like grow inside of it um, if you clean it well. <laughs> yes. So overall, it's just a lot safer. And I don't know why I didn't think about that as like the first first thought after you were introduced ago, right? to Diva Cup. So. Yeah, like I feel like that should have been like, oh, as like a survivor of um, TSS that should have been like my top concern like is it but even safer? like if you and didn't realize it at such a young age that you were that was what was happening mm-hmm. um and therefore you don't really nece- necessarily associate it super well i guess mm-hmm. with that incident and so like when i was talking to you about it it was more again that economical factor that gotta uh, <laughs> that save so that well. money yeah um i wanted to just uh touch again on um traveling mm-hmm. with the Diva so good um, I've traveled about three times on large trips, at least span from three to five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, not having to worry about, again, finding somewhere to buy tampons or like when I'm going to have that time to change it. And it's not, it doesn't mm-hmm. put a stop during my like vacation and travels mm-hmm. and, and space as well. Cause you backpack, you have mm-hmm. your like travel backpack. It's like, it's already full to the brim with all your necessities and you just can't have, like, an extra pack of stuff. Yeah. Well, I would so. probably, like, take it out. It's just, it's a thing you don't want to deal with. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it comes with, like, a nice little 
pouch, mm-hmm. and then um, you just carry around. So yeah, it's really nice. And that's My how first I kind of sell it to like. I know one of her roommates yeah. who was traveling um, to Europe. I was all like, I think she actually still got it afterwards. Ooh. But like, it was one of my like, you're traveling. Well, you <laughs> have you heard of the yeah. Diva Cup Club? Uh, like they say, club instead of cult. Like I'm just trying just to make it more acceptable. Okay, I'm going around. around the fact. Yeah, yes, yes. Like it's it. a cult. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, I think this past summer I went back to China to visit some family, and I actually had my period going back to China, which is inconvenient because you never want to have your period when you're traveling, but mm-hmm. it happens. But it was it was totally fine. I wore the Diva Cup. It was the tail end of my period. So I wore the Diva Cup the entire duration of my two flights from Canada to China. And it was the most fuss-free fuss living, basically, on this flight because I didn't have to dump I just didn't have to dump for like the 12 hours that we were on this commute. And then when I got to China, it was like, just go to an airport bathroom. It's it's pretty nice. And you just dump it out. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, my period was over. So I just like shoved this little tiny thing into my suitcase and forgot about it until I came back. Yeah. So it was almost like it never happened. That's how I like to think of a diva cup on my periods. Now it's like, it's like. My period just never even happened. Aside from so... cramping symptoms and all that. Yeah, stuff. aside from like all that stuff, which which you, you would get if you had tampons or pads. So yeah, it's like, yeah. so it's it just makes things a little a little stress free on the traveling time. Yeah, so that's better. Yeah, do you want to go into your fancy fancy research? I have a little bit of research, <laughs> not that much. Again, I I don't have like access to really peer reviewed. Um, articles <laughs> that but, should have been my job but like did not I'll just get your code later and I'll just okay. sign in as you um but I I remember when we talked about it before and I'm like I feel like it's such a like a new invention to like women's um like period and mm-hmm. like they're just introducing it but this thing has been around for a long time and I kind of always forget that and then remember it and so mm-hmm. I did a little bit how long um so the first design was actually made in the 1860s, but it didn't. What? It didn't Hold hit. Hold yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't hit shelves because. What were they using? <laughs> this is the thing. Okay, so I looked at like pictures and designs. So it's like a belt. Oh. And then, like on a string, oh there's a cup, and you would just insert it oh. and then dump it. And so, I, like, obviously, it didn't hit shelves. So not a perfect design. I just think it's someone was still thinking about it, which is. Which is okay. interesting. I, I like mean, it, it makes sense. You have fluid coming out. You want to use a cup to catch it. Yeah. They Got also you. called it the catamenial sack. So I, maybe not the best. Um, so it was probably made of what, like animal? Oh, I, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, again, they were making like condoms out of like sheep intestines and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Why wouldn't you make a cup out of it to get like innovative for its time? I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, um, I don't have an exact date for this, but they actually had a menstrual cup that you didn't actually remove for your period. It was like a series of valves that you would open and it would dump out. I didn't see a picture of it though, but I'm just like imagining this it. This is like some Leonardo da Vinci shit. Yes, exactly. Oh my God. Um, so, and it wasn't until, so that's the 1860s, anytime in between okay. there. That's a while ago. Didn't hit shelves. They were wild really big. back then. Insane. Um, it was until like 1937 um, when the mm-hmm. latex, the first 
model that actually probably hit markets. It was a latex made, so obviously anyone with latex allergies. <laughs> Great for people with allergies. Yes, yes. Um, but it makes sense, right? That's yep. what they had. So the inventor was Lee... It's an O. Where is his name? Leona? 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 Uh, Chalmers. I'm so bad at... English. pronouncing things it's fine she was an american actress i'm not sure what prompted oh, her to do this okay. so it's an interesting thing but um it was the production of this latex uh, menstrual cup was actually stopped uh during the war because of latex shortages so yep. while maybe it was gonna about to pick up speed there had to be stopped yep um flash forward to about 30 years we have 1963 um, it actually was probably being sold a little bit um, around there, but actually disappeared because of sales. And they actually oh. put a lot of money into the marketing, but it never paid off. Okay. Um, and I wonder if it's like people were concerned about the purity of their vagina. Like the same thing my mom was concerned about with like virginity. I wonder if that, because yeah. it gets inserted. I wonder if people Well, and like concerned. some of the... Um, reasons it was like rejected or not as accepted it was like it was still even though people were women were you know taking control of their bodies a little more becoming I don't know a little more woke for their time <laughs> woke. Um, they still it was very scandalous to have like a reusable internal protection yeah. so I get it we weren't they weren't there yet <laughs> um, in the late 60s because of the whole like maybe the uncleanliness um, idea behind it. Mm -hmm. They actually, Tasset Inc. made a disposal cup called the Tassaway. I get that. it. Yes. I get it. Um, <laughs> it only really sold in Europe. Um, but it, again, they didn't do super well. Marketing mm -hmm. costs were too high. It wasn't paying off. Yeah. Um, reintroduction happened in the 1980s. Okay. Um, and it was called The Keeper. Not okay. Bad, not bad. Um, okay. and it was made late out of latex rubber. It's still sold today. I'm not sure if it's still made out of the latex today. It'd be interesting. Uh, um, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I mean, they might still be using latex, but it really just, cuts down on the people who are allergic to latex. And yeah. I don't know how I think, that holds up. Yeah. Material For anything that is getting inserted into a body cavity these days, I feel like people want it to be medical grade silicone. Like even for sex toys. Yeah. <clears throat> if it's not medical grade silicone, like you shouldn't be buying it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would be surprised if it's still making latex, but mm -hmm. they probably have um, converted to um, silicon. But yeah. and then just uh, start of the twenty first century, that is when the silicon medical grade. Wait, do you say silicon? I say silicone. I think it's. The silicon cone? Oh, whatever. I, <laughs> I just um, noticed this. And so, yeah, it was started in the 21st century where they actually started um, introducing the yeah. So So um, they, they really, the Tifa Cup just comes back around. It does not give up. And I think they're just, like, being a little more clever with their marketing or, like, the, yeah. the short things I'm seeing of, like, TV ad promos. They're kind of, they're kind of funny and they, they play... Mm. They play on like how it's. I think it's. I think it's on the up and up now. Yeah. Mostly because we've just advertised it so much to our friends and colleagues. Yeah, that's what we're it sustaining. Feels. It feels like we're just surrounded. Um, and like it was awesome because our old roommate uh, Muda recently. She we didn't even have to introduce her to it. Yeah, we she were, already knew. We were uh, just a this is a diva cup household. household. We have like a special little pot 
where we all, not at once, but <laughs> once we're done with here, we all use the same pot to boil our Diva cup to sanitize it. And we don't use it for anything else, don't worry. It's not for food. It's our designated Diva cup only pot, which is fantastic. I love it. Yes. And there, aside from the Diva cup, we've only used Diva cup. Isn't it Canadian? Diva cup is Canadian, right? Diva cup is Canadian. Yeah, so Diva yes. cup is Canadian. There are some other options from other countries. There's quite a lot. Oh, there's there's so many. And um, and mainly they're sold pretty much. You can get any kind of Diva cup. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, any kind of menstrual cup from an, anywhere. Like, yeah. it's not like, oh, this one's made in here. It's only sold here. So we have, like, the Lena cup, which is manufactured in the U.S., sold probably many other places. We have mm-hmm. the Lunette, mm-hmm. which is manufactured, or at least um, first initially was in Finland. Uh, the Moon Cup, that's the UK Europe area I know. Fleur Cup. I Fleur guess. Cup. <laughs> Flower Cup. Moon Fleur it. Cup. I can guess where that's from, France. Um, we also have the Ruby Cup, which um, I think is Europe-based, but it actually focuses on selling in Germany. I'm mm. not sure why, maybe... Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why, like, German market would be, like, the prime for this Ruby Cup, but... Mm-hmm. And then the, you have the U, Yuki, which is made in che- uh, Czech Republic and then sold everywhere. Okay. Um, yeah, and then those are all, like, the the cup, the chalice-looking ones, right? Yes. And they're... Because I know now they're starting to come out with alternative shaped menstrual cups so they're not even cups anymore i know the one i told you about i think i sent you a link at some point it's all it's like a flat device that you Mm -hmm. fold up it actually looks um in theory it would be easier to insert than the diva cup because it's literally like a slab of silicone and the center of it it reminds me of a drum it has it's able it has some give to it that's Mm -hmm. where it catches your menstrual fluids so you basically squeeze it and then you insert it and the cool thing about this is not only does it do what a diva cup does which is catch your menstrual blood you're also able to have penetrative sex on it if you would like to so that is definitely something that you can't do mm-hmm. with the normal diva cup or any of these other cup-shaped menstrual cups. Yeah. So these are all alternatives. We've only used the diva cup. Mm-hmm. We think it's great, but I'm sure these cups are all. Some of them are like sized differently. Some mm-hmm. of them might be a little thinner. So while like, have more yeah, give. The diva cup's not for you. There are ones that are a little bit um, smaller, and I think. Most of the time, cups come in two sizes. I know the Diva Cup does. And so mm-hmm. the one we use is under 30 and never had a baby. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the other version, which is a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you've ever pushed a child out of your vagina mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. you're over 30, they recommend props to you. Ones. Yeah. And also, I recently read that even if you feel like the smaller one maybe isn't sealing properly or like your flow is too heavy, you can also yeah, upgrade those to aren't the larger the, one. Yeah, that's just easy to. Yeah, generally speaking, yeah. yeah, you should be fine. But there are so many options out there. Mm-hmm. Just like you don't have to stick with the Diva Cup. I know it's Canadian, so it's like you mm-hmm. don't have to order it, pay shipping or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I like supporting Canadian things if I can. Yeah, it's not a deal for breaker sure. for me, but yeah, it definitely helps. Definitely helps. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, if you're interested, uh, Walmart will sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoppers Drug Mart, I think Walmart's cheaper. And um, it's, what, like 40 bucks-ish? Yeah. A little less than 40 bucks, a little more than 40 bucks, depending on where you're at. Yeah. Um, and then I know if you're in Guelph, <laughs> there's, sometimes you can just find stores that just sell it for cheaper. So there's like um, New Age Health 
store, mm -hmm. I think, or food store downtown, and they sell it for like I think thirty five. I don't know, it's much cheaper. Mm -hmm. But even like researching the different um, cups out there, mm -hmm. I think it was like one of these cups was even a third of the price of the Diva Cup. Mm -hmm. So yeah. so that's maybe based like on how Amazon much material. Yeah, might be the way to go, but who knows? Sure. Good Diva Cup talk. Yeah. What's it called?